Salt and pepper. Well, you got her into doing Bob. So, <laughs> no, so yeah. congratulations. Uh, I'm sorry. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your sometimes twice weekly podcast by fans of the podcast Too Beautiful to Live, coming to you from Mayfair Lane Studios in the Allentown neighborhood of Buffalo, New York. I am a cold addled, medicated Bobby Pape. And joining me from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas, it's Mike the Gel Dude Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bobby. This might be the first show where I sound the best. <laughs> we will uh, pod pod pass it to the left to the home sweet money pit studios <laughs> in the North Rosedale Park neighborhood of Detroit, Michigan to Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Bobby. I have a different reason that my voice sounds funny, but I'll talk about that when we get to the business. Before we do that, we take a trip down to Texas to middle-aged Mama Studios, where a middle-of-the-night Hillary H-bomb Livingston Butler thought that we might have to delay recording so she could go work out. Alas, uh... we, we have won out over the gym. Good morning, Hillary. Y'all didn't win out over the gym. Me drinking many, many glasses of wine won out <laughs> over going to the gym. My voice also sounds a little bit scratchy this morning, and I still have last night's eye makeup running down my face. So uh, good morning to everybody. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was a wild good night. Hillary, you know how they say that Father Time is undefeated? Uh, I think Mother Wine has a very good record as well. Oh, I never learn. Well, that's that's your cast for today. Anne has this high holiday off. <laughs> We're going to do uh, some LRB business, followed by your week in review housekeeping and how you can get involved with the show. Hillary, why don't you get us started with the business? Yeah, I'm a business lady. I, I request a businesswoman's lunch here. Um, okay. The business <laughs> is, um, the first and foremost is the Friday Clip Show. If y'all haven't heard it, it is so Great. I was yes. cackling at my desk. It's the cat rolling of Andrew Walsh. And Anne did such a magnificent job in it. I wish she was here for that so I could applaud her like, and talk to her about it, actually, because she was – it's wonderful. And it's just straight clips put together so well. And you know what? Bobby, I was not on the show then. I wasn't really friends with you then. But I applaud you because you really, you really took it next level there. It was magnificent. You sure did. It was great. Well, it was a team effort. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, the the cassette was one thing. I mean, that was the hardest part about the cassette was was uh, sourcing a cassette tape in twenty seventeen <laughs> or sixteen or whatever it was. Uh, but the uh, the car bomb. I mean, that was that was Mike. Really, we had a master hand in that. So I mean, the the cassette tape launched a thousand cat rolls. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, that was <laughs> mm-hmm. that was really it. That was the one that everyone enjoyed so much because Andrew told the story um, yes. pretty well, and and yes, Luke was so delighted. And <laughs> that's when I think you could hear it in that clip show, and I've listened to it a couple times though. You can hear that's when the switch really came on, yep. and that's when when everyone started. You know, that that's when. Andrew's head was on a swivel from, from there on out, and that's what was funny. Well, anything to antagonize Andrew. I mean, I've done my work. If that's... <laughs> I forgot about the will element to it. That asshole. I mean, that oh my God. <laughs> Bro- mm. broke some like aviation rules or something, but it was, it was pretty fantastic. So bravo, Anne. We applaud you. You're the master. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, she broke format a little bit. If you haven't listened yet, it's not the usual banter about the clips. She just masterfully stitched them together in a way that it tells the entire arc of that <laughs> six-month story with very little intervention. Like the way a, like the way an expert documentary filmmaker will make a documentary without a narrator. She mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. it's exactly. incredible. Exactly. It really, really is. And Gosh, I just, when Luke is delighted by something, you know, we give him a lot of shit here, but when he's delighted by something, it delights me. It's so funny Mm -hmm. listening to him. It's like his reaction to Oops, the Dirty Bird. Like, he's so, like, taken off guard, but also you can tell it's like a true laugh, and he just thinks it's hilarious. Uh And it really still does. Like, it's it's never not been funny to him. (laughs) Oops, the Dirty Monster, right? I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good job, Anne. We salute you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. On to Mike has some business, some heft management. Do tell. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, it could be a Mike has ideas. Oh, no. I, I think I messaged you <laughs> last night, Hillary, about um, I was watching Reality Bites. And um, I've always had mixed feelings about that movie. I, I'm in the, I think, first year of generation x i always get that confused first or last anyway the oldest uh generation x and so this movie was like you know supposed to be you know pretty much a documentary of of what we went through when we got out of college and all that and i like it for the most part It, it it lands a lot of punches um i i hate ethan hawk less every time i i watch it um i you know, outside of maybe standing a little closer to the shower head when he gets in, um, <laughs> I'm mostly over hating him as much as I used to. Winona Ryder never gets any easier to take. <laughs> but my biggest problem with this movie, and it's a big problem. My biggest problem with the movie is the big gulps. And that's not because they shouldn't have been in the movie. Big gulps were a big part of my youth, my childhood. The the uh, the first you know first part of Generation X. That's all we did was drink big gulps. You know, see, I don't even have any legs because of it. You know, <laughs> I drink so many goddamn big gulps. <clears throat> all right, so I don't have any problems with the big gulps being in the movie. My problem is is the big gulps are disrespected, as are all beverages in movies. Yes, put something in the fucking uh, cup. This is I a know. huge pet peeve of mine, Mike. I po- I, yep. I notice this every time there's a there's a cup of liquid in a show. This happens on TV all the time too. All the time. A show or a movie. And it's just so dumb and lazy. Put some water in it so it doesn't exactly. look like yeah. it weighs 0 pounds. Yeah, it doesn't have some... to be, you know, 200 
20 degree coffee. It could just be water in there just to give it the mm-hmm. heft of something yep. you yep. might be drinking out of a fucking Ugh. cup with a fucking lid. God, so, so you're dumb. saying reality bites needed reality sips. <laughs> yes, reality <laughs> sips. And what they needed, and I'm not saying every movie needs to have this because you can't afford it. But, you know, major motion pictures in Hollywood should have someone on hand for heft management. And and by that it's not just the it's it's not just the cups of coffee, it's the grocery bags. It's the luggage. Mm. Luggage goes from from uh I mean it's always full. It always looks full. But it goes from being the the lead character no matter how weak they are being able to lift up a huge suitcase, wardrobe type suitcase with their pinky to being comically heavy and they can't lift it and nobody can move it. I mean, there is no in-between to where, like, yes, this is luggage. This is a person who's transporting their goods, uh, their personal items from one city to another, and there is some heft to that, but not comical heft mm-hmm. to it. <laughs> comical heft. Can we just have someone with an eye on that? I mean, you have people, the script supervisors, who watch all the details there. You have a... Um, um, what do they call the the continuity people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who who can tell you where the coffee cup needs to go when we when we shoot all the coverage? Okay, well, how about having some beverage in there and exactly the same amount of beverage in each shot? So whenever this cup gets picked up, the person has to act like it's it's not it's not uh, something for just for them to use to gesture wildly, you know. Which they um, wouldn't do if they had a full cup of hot coffee. You would yes. not. Yep. You would not. Yep. You wouldn't even do it if you had a, a cup full of a cold beverage yeah. because you'd be like, the lid's going to come flying off. Which gets me back to the source of my problem. <laughs> ben Stiller is going to screw, uh, what's her name, Winona Ryder in, in the car. That's disturbing enough. Nobody wants to see that. Ain't nobody got time for that. But we're going to watch it because it's in this movie, Reality Bites, and, you know, we like to see You don't see anything. Got to think about it, though. That's bad enough. <laughs> you don't have to see anything. Of course, you don't want to see anything. You don't have to see anything to know that for two people to get down, even in the 80s, we would put our fucking big gulps down, no matter how much we loved our fucking big gulps. We wanted to get some ass first, and then we can have some more big gulp later. Believe me, we're fully hydrated because we've been drinking this fucking Coke since 7.30 this morning when I had to go to school and spend all my lunch money on fucking... Mike, we need we need uh... to watch it together because as a woman that was like 14 when that came out, there were di- we had different... We're on opposite ends of like Generation X, yeah, and we need to watch totally. it so we can like ha- meet in the middle somewhere because I remember having feelings about that part. Like I remember being like, oh, it's so cute that they're like, it's unexpected and they're still doing this and you know... We we need to talk. We need to discuss it because I, I need to. I need you need to bring me a part of the way, and I'll bring you a part of the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we we all. I mean, I think we were at ages where we were bringing a lot of our own. Exactly. Shit <laughs> exactly. You exactly. know, you were bringing your childhood shit, and yeah. I was bringing my actual experience the mo- to it. The most interesting it was thing, disappointing to both of us in a lot of ways. The most interesting thing about that movie and like my, the trajectory of my life and how I've grown is I fully, fully was like, yes, Troy Dyer is so hot. I, she should definitely go for him. And now I'm like, you idiot. 
go for Ben Stiller or don't go for anybody because Ben Stiller at least like has a job and like takes showers regularly. Whereas Troy is like a scumbag <laughs> who steals a Snickers from his workplace. Um, uh, as I noted in our stop down, because Mike's disgust over Winona Ryder made Zencaster melt. Um, yes. Ben Stiller looks older in Reality Bites than he does in most of his work after. <laughs> he does. He does. He looks like Jerry Stiller's dad. Yeah, he does. It does have a really great soundtrack, though. That is an all-time uh, uh-huh. soundtrack. It really is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. That's one of the things that hit me when I was watching it um, yesterday. Was they did a nice job with the soundtrack. But heft management. Uh, way off. <laughs> Uh, they, you know, this this needs to be a job, and it, it, it could just be a part of the continuity person's job. But mm-hmm. it, I would be embarrassed if I were doing continuity and then I was just watching someone flail around with some coffee cup. Oh, I put it in the right spot. <laughs> Who cares? Everyone's out of the movie now because. Uh, All right. My disgust. Is, I, 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 I think I hope it's, it's I, been registered, but it's it's a mic is uh, I think it has. combined with a mic has ideas. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Okay. All right. Uh, to be continued. Um, okay, Bobby, you said that listener bet is a sure thing. Tell us about that. What? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, in the realm of friendship, Mike. Let's, um, <laughs> though we did talk learn to last night that. Bet and Sam both have husbands named Bobby and cats named Cupcake. Whoa. What? Right? And both Weird. the cats are gray and white. Weird. Mm. It's a whole thing. We're living in parallel universes. Lincoln assassinated their cat. <laughs> Cupcakes. So uh, we threw a party yesterday. We threw a party to celebrate being in Mayfair Lane for one year. One year down, 29 to go on the mortgage. <laughs> and um, right. we invited all of our neighbors. We also invited a bunch of friends. And we also invited just anyone geographically close who we thought it'd be cool if they showed up. And so, I mean, we invited Listener Bet. And Listener Bet RSVP'd yes. And I was like, that's awesome. She lives in the suburbs. It's not super close for her. She's a little far out. But that'll be great if she can make it. And then sure enough, she did make it and it was awesome. She hung out with us and this is the first time I've ever met her in person, which was news to a lot of people in the room. So of course we had to explain what a podcast is <laughs> and then what our podcast is. Oh God. And then, Hi Steve. Cause I watched Steve download our podcast for the first time. <laughs> so we have a new listener this Yay. week, probably. Hi Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. <laughs> I feel like big gulps. Uh, Steve is the one in the pictures on my Facebook feed uh, who picked up Cupcake and snuggled her, and she does not allow that, and you can see it in her face. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bet Bet was awesome, and not just because she brought a blackberry blueberry crostata with lemon zest and mint julep sugar. Hell yeah. What other reasons do you need, though? <laughs> uh, she had some drinks and hung out with our friends and was awesome and uh i was so glad that she made it and so thank you listener bet she was as cool in person as i would have expected her to be i know most of you have met her and uh oh yeah you didn't meet her because she was in austin and you couldn't come i didn't Mm -hmm. i haven't met her either so well you're the last one we're gonna work on that i told her we're gonna come out to detroit and just 
yes. make it happen. That led to a whole tangent about Detroit last night. But, oh, fun. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was uh, awesome to have her here. And uh, next time I will invite you all as well. I know some of you were sorry you didn't get in. You're always welcome at Mayfair Lane. If there's uh, cornhole. And there um, was. We had um, all over it. We had the inaugural Mayfair Lane Cornhole Invitational last night. And the game really started after dark Ooh. when a couple of people put their cell phone flashlights on the ground up through the holes Ooh, and used them as targets. Wow. So that was. So you could watch the game from space or from an airplane. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, you, if you're a really dedicated, you know, fan. We took some old Adirondack chairs that we moved off the deck because I, I assembled. Uh, an entire flat-packed universe of new deck furniture yesterday morning, uh, and the the uh, socket set and I are still not on speaking terms, mm-hmm. but it's done, and we moved the Adirondack great, chairs. Really. It does. I really, we've created quite a little world here. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's nobody better try to take this away from us because I am not moving again. <laughs> Well, um, you are in a castle, so yeah. you know they might be coming for you at some point. You have a moat, though, know. right? Uh, just, ju- just of <laughs> HOA fees. Shallow. Um, we put the Adirondack chairs out uh, on the the cornhole lane, and they're right in the middle, so you can watch like a tennis match. You can just watch the cornhole bags go back and forth and back and forth. It was great. So some people really enjoyed playing the game, and then some people just enjoyed getting drunk and watching. Sure, <laughs> yeah. that's how I like to enjoy it's that me game. Me too. Exactly. Me too. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, combining uh, those two things, Bobby. Maybe uh, working an Adirondack chair into my cornhole playing, um, and and going with more of an overhand, you know, like a, a like a uh, basketball type shot. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. So I don't have to uh, do too much standing and I can still, you know, satisfy my competitive cornhole needs. There's, I don't know though, Mike, there's a great action shot of you from our picnic. Just yes. mid cornhole bliss. I, I'm i a much bigger fan than I thought I would be. Yeah. I'm, I'm a cornhole rookie. <laughs> uh, I'm late, I'm late to, to cornhole, but I love it. I love our, all things cornhole. I'm surprised <laughs> that I ever laughed about it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Oh my goodness! Uh, well, it sounds like it was an awesome time. I I hope I'm invited next time. I hope that I make the invite list. I don't know. I yeah, we'll, I'll, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I think so. <laughs> it's tight. Two flights. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll go. I've never been to Buffalo before. I want to check it out. Hey, you or know. just lose your passport and get to drive. Yeah. Yeah. There you mm. go. Um, all right. Uh, next topic of business is mine. So it feels kind of weird introducing it, but school's starting. So I know that in other parts of the country, it seems odd that school is starting like sort of early-ish, but we don't, we get out at the end of May. Um, so it makes sense for us to go to school at the end of August. And also it's so fucking hot that like kids can't be playing outside right now. It's better for them to be in school. So school's starting. I'm excited except there's some BS that goes with it. Okay, so Bridget is going into second grade. Yay, great. Learn your times tables. I'm ready for it. Now, Rory is joining Bridget at her school, but he is going into pre-K, which they have at his school, and it's whatever. It's great. They're all going to be at the same uh, school, only one pickup now. It's fantastic, except Rory's first week is a staggered week. He only goes two half days to uh to school so like 
what the fuck? Like they keep saying, oh, you we can't want- expect a kid with a busy schedule like that <laughs> to jump right into full days yes. or multiple half days. No, the, the he's wor- got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, he's got so much. The world, <laughs> I hate. Ugh, it's so frustrating. The world still thinks that there is one parent, a mom, staying home. So it's like, uh-huh. oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. He just goes until eleven thirty, and then for the rest of the day, somebody's got to take care of him. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, who is working? No. I don't know any. I know like two parents that, at like, the, somebody stays home. Everybody else works full time yeah. all the time. That's why all of our kids have been in daycare. Rory has been in school since he was like three months old. Like he doesn't know anything of this. So this whole next week, I mean, I can work from home. Dave can work from home, but we're all shuffling around and it's total bullshit. Like it's a public school. Go to school the whole time. I'll pay you extra. I don't know. <laughs> Open your school. <laughs> I know. Open your school. Drop <laughs> our kids there and we'll get them when we get them. It's so fucking annoying. Anyway, it's my rant. Staggered I don't know. half days for for so, for, for two days. Oh my God. So Monday they're at. Well, Monday school doesn't start till Tuesday. So Tuesday he doesn't have school. He goes for half day Wednesday, not at Thursday, and half day Friday. Like what the hell? How are you him. supposed to work around that? That's insane. I, it's insane. And they didn't give us the schedule until last week. So I had to tell everybody like, oh, like just be aware that I'm going to be working from home these days. So what happens when Rory says it, one of those doesn't even work for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm, this does not work for me. <laughs> I have know a conflict you know on, this, on this Wednesday. <laughs> what's going to end up happening is I'm going to work from home and Rory's going to... Rory really likes to watch trailers on YouTube, like whatever it is. I don't know. Endgame or... Um, Star Wars or you know whatever he just watches trailer after trailer after trailer so it's him watching trailers and me working so he's getting a really good edu- really good rollout to school his first year <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's BS but yay school's starting goodbye bye children I love you goodbye Mike makes an excellent point it's really hard to get a deposit back on sandbox time <laughs> really is it's tough to get into it's tough to yep. get out of yeah. it I agree. I agree. Mrs. Oil Baron has no problem with this. I don't know what your issue is. (laughs) I know. Why am I not rich? I can be a stay-at-home mom. I could work out all the time. I'll go, like, do yoga, then go to another class. Some nanny's taking care of my kids. Fuck. Can't do it. Um, Okay. And our final and probably most important um, piece of business with the, you know, with the episode number being 420, Meredith is going to tell us about her, um, her adventure at the High Times Festival. (laughs) Meredith. (laughs) That's right. Um, The reason I mean, I did get an invite to Mayfair Lane, not to brag. um, But I unfortunately had to decline because I already had tickets to this event. And this was yesterday, Saturday, the 17th. And uh, it was at the Russell Street Industrial Complex, which when I mentioned it to somebody a few days ago said, didn't they shut that place down for being too dangerous? (laughs) (laughs) "Hmm, Probably. (laughs) Um, But uh, it was was outside, um, which put some of my safety fears to rest, but also was extremely hot. Um, And uh, also a lot of high people and not drunk and disorderly people. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah, it wasn't like a Kenny Chesney concert. It was. Yeah, I wouldn't. I was not concerned for my safety or my belongings at all. Everybody was very just like wandering around. (laughs) 
Um, so I get there and I, I did not drive. Um, Gregory drove me there and dropped me off like a block away because there was a huge backup on the highway. And I was like, what on earth is going on? Because there's not like a Tigers game going on. Like, what's happening? And it was this. You and I didn't I thought, want to be seen in front of the school with Gregory dropping you off. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> He, he was driving my car, which is such a mom mobile. I was like, um, I don't want my cool friends to see my Subaru. Um, it was just you impossible. You guys went off gridlock. the board. I mean, taking a highway is just, it's cliche. Taking a highway to, <laughs> to this festival is just, yep. come on now. Take surface yeah, streets. Like we the were cool in the people. spirit um, of the event. So I get dropped off and the line literally wraps around the building, like almost almost 360 degrees around this building with the line started. So I'm like, oh, well, I get in line. And then I had, not to brag, I had VIP tickets. Hey. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that I was in the general admission line. Um, so I was waiting. And, yeah. Although, <laughs> spoiler alert, when I got to the other side, um, the VIP line was just as long. So it wouldn't have made any difference. It was just a different color mm. wristband. Um, and so I was you waiting totally in line. and. The- people at burning man with bottled water yes 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 although it i regret spending the extra money there was no reason to do it um so lesson learned i'd never been to something like this so i didn't know what to expect at all um and so you know waiting in line for a long time there's bound to be some some hucksters uh coming around Mm. and so of course there were the people walking by the line going tickets 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 and then there were people playing um doing the shell game thing you know which which bottle cap is the is the crumpled piece of paper underneath that game mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and Three card um, Monty. is that what it is mm-hmm. okay i don't know um Just so <laughs> yeah. there were there was there was two different people doing this throughout the, the the line that i saw and at one point he was getting really close to me and trying to make eye contact with me because he would just point out oh guess which one it's in and if you if you guessed then he would allow you to play essentially um and uh and i said uh, I, di- I tried to just not engage with him because I didn't want to be involved. And so he he was getting closer and closer to me, and I kind of turned to this woman next to me, and I was like, you want to do this? Because I sure don't. I'm going to hide over here with you. And she was like, no, that's fine. <laughs> and so I kind of struck up a conversation with her, and it turns out she is <laughs> – she told me that she works for a tech startup. It's really a, it's really a, a grow operation slash packaging operation slash um, – just she's kind of a weed. What did we decide to call her? A weed entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. That's terrible. No, it's awful. It's a awful. growing concern. A growing concern. <laughs> I like it. And she was in town from California, or it's, no, she was actually from from um, Washington State. And uh, but she goes all around the country and opens these new operations, and because Michigan will be recreational in December, and so she's preparing for that. Um, and. Um, at, at one point she turned to me and she goes, oh, my friend is at the front of the line. Do you want to walk with me? And I was like, sure. And I thought we were just going to do that slightly not great thing of, of, of cutting, but not in front of somebody who wasn't into it. Like her friend was like, come, come stand by me and cut in front of me. And I didn't fully know that's what we were doing, but that's what we ended up doing. And I ended up hanging out with her and her friends the whole entire day <laughs> because I was going to go with my cousin and she couldn't. So... I was like, oh, well, I'll just go and have fun. Um, but I made some new friends. And um, there was, there was uh, um, ironically, most of them didn't, didn't imbibe at all. So I got a lot of free samples that they didn't nice. want. So it was a delightful time. It was really, really hot. Um, but the, the, the products that were mostly unlicensed, like this festival allows people from other states to come and, and sell their products. And they aren't... Um, 
they aren't up to the Michigan licensing standards at all. So like wow. I picked up a bag of goldfish crackers and there was no indication of anything. It didn't even, it had one oh, label gosh. on it and it was the brand Whoa. name. And it, there was no way to know like what was in it, how much was in it, like nothing, nothing at all. And we were like, are you licensed? And he goes, oh, in Massachusetts. I was like, okay, because <laughs> I'm not buying these. I'm a little bit nervous. But there was it's some like really... a gun show. Yes. No one has to... Exactly. Um, And I got some, but I did get some fascinating products. One of the people that I was hanging out with is um, a CBD producer. And we were talking about um, edibles and the quality of edibles and, and, and trusted brands and things like that. And I don't know anything about the brands. And so he was like, oh, this guy's really great. Let's go, let's go over and talk to him. And and maybe you can get some of those. And I picked up one of his little packets and it was freeze dried ice cream. Oh, it was like, key lime freeze-dried ice cream. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. I've never seen anything like that. Usually it's your chocolates or your gummies or whatever, you know, um, cookies, brownies, stuff like that. And so I'd never seen freeze-dried ice cream, and I was intrigued. And he gave me a little sample, and it was delicious, actually. It was really, really good. And then he pulls out this bigger package, and it's freeze-dried tomato soup. What? With weed in it, of course. I mean, I'll just add <laughs> yeah, that to everything yeah. I say. It's got weed in it. Um, just, just sub for basil, and, and the, you've got your tomato soup. Yeah. I mean, big deal. Yeah, I know. It, it was it was very, very good. He gave me a sample of that, so I bought some ice cream and some tomato soup. And he's like, you can reconstitute the soup, like put water, hot water in it. And I was like, no way. <laughs> I want to eat crunchy tomato soup. <laughs> this is great. So it was really fun. There were some awesome products, and I made some new friends. So it was really actually a, a lovely day. Good. I hear how that's how the astronauts originally got high. Derp, <laughs> 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 you said you went to the high times festival but are you sure you didn't just go to the high times trade show i mean that's what it was i mean wu-tang was yeah. there right like it's going on again today and warren g is headlining today oh my Wu-Tang gosh was yesterday that's one of the only songs i know that i could like sing um by heart um without the backing track the like you know mr warren regulators g. yeah yes i love that yeah. song i won't sing Me it too I think they get a lot of these artists because they don't have to pay them just because if you throw a weed festival, these guys are going to be there. So. Oh, yeah. Right. Just <laughs> once you find out where they're, you know, oh, they've reserved their hotel. Oh, let's put them on the bill because they're going to be there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it sounds really fun. Um, it was fun. Cool. All right. Um, I guess we be. should like go ahead. <laughs> I'm just imagining that Warren G shows up not to perform, but to to hawk his new line of CBD lotions. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, let me tell you guys though. Unlicensed. I forgot to put sunscreen you know, wait, on the. We have in the Virgin Islands. It's we're we can sell it there, but <laughs> I forgot to put sunscreen on the back of my neck. I put it oh. everywhere else, but I have a terrible oh. sunburn on the back of my neck. And at one point, I turned to my my new CBD friend and I said, "Can you please make some CBD sunscreen real quick? Because I'm gonna die." <laughs> Just real quick. <laughs> there was almost no shade, so it was oh. a, it was kind of rough in that regard. Brutal. Anyone have any unlicensed lotion? Yes, please. Any, I'll take any, it. Any, uh, unapproved. <laughs> you could say unregulated. Unregulated. Oh, mount up. Mount up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Meredith, wow, we did yes. it at the same time. <laughs> 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 oh gosh, such a good song. Um, okay, uh, let's get into to some TBTL. But first, um, I just we we don't we do have some throw your phones, but we don't really have any general throw your phones. So let's just roll in to this week's scintillating TBTL, Bobby. We will start with knowing all the words. 
as Luke and Andrew <laughs> debate the merits of the unofficial slogan of Bellingham, Washington, quote, the city of subdued excitement. Luke feels that this is pejorative, and Andrew doesn't. And I don't care. <laughs> this along with, I and I, I have seen some stuff on the Stens page, this discussion along with... Um, Scatman are two things that I really don't care about that they talked a lot about this week mm-hmm. that I was just like, I don't care. Yeah. Stop playing. Stop playing Scatman. It's not funny to me. It's not funny. I don't think it's funny. I think it's annoying. And Dave, every time it comes on, Dave's like, oh, what is that? Um, but yeah, the, the arguing the semantics of the word subdued was like, <laughs> wow. Yep. Hashtag content. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thread in the Stens page this week about the shitting on of the Bare Naked Ladies, which is a classic tbtl argument that comes up where luke disparages them and then remembers that 90 percent of tbtl fans are pnl <laughs> <Yep>. fans <laughs> and uh, uh and and i just wrote on that thread if scatman john has taught us anything it's that these two dummies shouldn't be trusted with musical judgment <laughs> they are not the arbiters yeah of taste don't don't as use as them as your your guidepost. If they think something is bad, you're doing something right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm up again. These were not put in any particular order this week. You can tell that Anne's not here. Let's just put <laughs> it that way. It's always like, what's hey, we're doing fine. Yes. Uh, next up is I'm ready for my close up, Mr. Farnan. That is of course <laughs> Mike F or as I like to call him, Mike number one, occasional LRB contributor. Uh, and Mike has taken the Walsh Helm scream, which is a delight. Yeah. Yep. Uh, with the cold drugs right now, I really don't think I could do it. It's, uh, it's kind of a throatier, right? You could probably do it well with your voice right now. It's kind of, yeah. ah. uh, it's the noise that Andrew makes when trick or treaters try to come to his door. And <laughs> off. Yeah. He's diving under a pillow. Uh, Mike, of course, works as a as an audio wizard on TV and film projects and is going to incorporate the Walshelm scream into his sound library. And he has promised the world that he's going to start embedding Andrew's <laughs> little wait. scream. Oh, my God. Oh. It's fantastic. So next time in you're watching context, a movie. Mike, in what context? I, <laughs> no. I, I respect your genius in advance for trying to find a spot for that. Yeah. Anywhere in anything that you can do it. In. If anyone yeah. can do it. Yeah. Mike can. Yeah, he's clever, but I mean, yeah. do you want to do this? I mean, <laughs> one can do this, but, but should, should one? <laughs> the the thing that made me laugh is every almost every time he would play it, Andrew kept saying, "Are you sure that's not you doing it? I feel like it's you to Luke." And I'm like, "No, Andrew, that's you." <laughs> it did you kind of sound noises. like him. <laughs> he does make weird noises. Yeah, he was disbelieving. Oh. <laughs> it was a little bit like Chris Hazian, where it's like, is that me doing that? Or is that a recording of me? Or is that yes. somebody imitating me? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Well, I think All that right, that is uh, going to be, it's going to be a long standing uh, TBTL tradition now. It's going to pop up from time to time. At least for yep. the next six weeks. Until <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's perfect. Next up, we're going to do a segment called The Butterfly Effect. This is, uh, uh, it was the first that I think I'd heard about how Luke met his first wife. And maybe I'm just missing um, previous combos, but it was pretty interesting. He was talking about how he was at Bumbershoot, I think, 
and um, being forced to listen to Cake perform on one of the stages. And it was so odious to him that he left and took off and went to a swing dancing <laughs> stage. Not, a, I mean, and, that is the most late 90s, early 2000s sentence. I, know. I left Cake to go to a swing dancing stage. Yep. Yep. Oh, let me go get my. They saw each other. They locked eyes. Yeah, get my poodle skirt on and. Oh my god! Head over to Bumbershoot. He dipped his fedora. He tipped his fedora. One of my girlfriends in high school ended up being a swing dancing enthusiast during that exact time period. And I'm never going to let her forget mood. about it. Who didn't become a swing dancing enthusiast <laughs> during me. that period? It was all I did the rage. Ugh. Oh, no. It was all the rage. But I, I kept thinking, how do you just start dancing with somebody like that you don't know? Do you trust them to throw you up in the air and then catch you or whatever? Maybe that's like that? the magic of swing. <laughs> <laughs> he devotes his life to swing and he will never turn his back on swing. <laughs> So he asked this young lady to dance. You know, maybe that's just the culture. I don't know. I wasn't involved. (laughs) They hit it off and they say, why haven't we gone for a date? And they go for a date. And that's the history of Luke's first divorce. I don't know why the magic You guys are right. Okay, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> the magic of swing, really. <laughs> it, was, it was just like uh, the 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 1990s version of the unicycle, you know, it's in Luke's Yes, life, and he participated you know? in all of those. Like, it's amazing that he didn't have a rat and a snake on his shoulder while he was unicycling. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jeremy uh, is the same way, but for white guy hobbies. Yes. Yep. Uh, my God, this guy has white guy hobbies. Got to get the metal detector back out. It's been a while. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm, Google can prove me wrong, but let me see a black fella holding the metal detector. <laughs> oh, we love you, Jeremy. Oh, okay. Of course we do. Sorry. Ah, I gotta stop crying. So let's go to the movies or the mall in this case. Uh, Luke is talking about Northgate closing. A lot of Northgate is closing, but that that makes it sound like sad. Like Northgate is fucking thriving, and one of the reasons is they're closing down the sad, you know, Shithole part mall. of the of the property. Yeah. Right, right. They're going more, you know, with the outdoor stuff and the restaurants that were already working and the shops are already working and they're working in their their new um sorry our new nhl oh yeah team which i'm looking forward to getting getting behind the sasquatches <clears throat> as or the seattle freeze uh, i love seattle freeze so much because it just works on a lot of levels but no <laughs> there's no way happen. there's mm-hmm. no way that'll happen no there's just no way there's just no way <clears throat> so you know, uh, Luke's nostalgic about it because he grew up, that was his mall. And I was thinking about my mall when I was growing up was Bellevue Square. And then when, when it, there's a reason it was called Bellevue Square, not mall, was 
uh, it was not a mall when I was a kid. It was just an outdoor, it was a square of shops and then you drove around and, and you know, you, you, you parked on the outside and you walked into the JCPenney or you walked into the movie theater and then eventually they enclosed it and turned it into uh, Bellevue Square, which is, you know, I mean, Bellevue was a, was a suburb. It wasn't the toniest, but it was a pretty nice suburb. Uh, eventually Bellevue Square turned into this really, I mean, it turned into something I never recognized. Um, because when I was growing up, by the time I got to junior high, high school, you'd go in there. And to me, it was kind of like where you'd go after school or where you might go on the weekends because, uh, school was closed and now this is where the girls went. Mm -hmm. Now this is where you, you know there were girls and and I never wanted to be too far away from that. Mm -hmm. So I was not like a mall guy and I was I wasn't into mall culture but I did spend a lot of time there just you know um waiting for girls not to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the mall. I loved I went to the mall every Every weekend with my babysitting money and we would go walk around and look at Dooney and Burks, which also dates me because we thought that was like the height of, of uh, fashion. Um, and we just, we, yeah, we would roam the mall. North Park was my mall, which to be fair is the best mall in America. I'm obsessed with it. It it's, really I is. Li I lived in Los Angeles. This is the best mall in America. It's so awesome. They have the best stores. It's really nice. It's actually way nicer than when I was a kid, but I love them all. And it's beautiful too. Like the beautiful. art is, is yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, I yeah. I am a fan of malls too, and that's definitely the the, the one I I prefer. And I spent a great deal of time there when I lived in Texas. Yeah, I lived yeah. closer to to the Galleria, and I was like, oh well, no, Galleria sucks. <laughs> the mall, the yeah, it does. North Park is the best. It's getting a little better, but eh. yeah. And I also um, met my husband at a mall, so I have, I, yeah, I love a mall. Century City, well, Century City sucks, but like, I think it's actually really nice now, but I met him there, so, you know, I have a soft spot. And I understand, like, it is where you went as a kid. I mean, that's where I went as a kid. My parents would just drop us off and be like, we're going to pick you up in an hour. So we would, you know, roam around there like a marauding group of tweens. Uh, we weren't cute. You would not have been after us. We all had braces and like headgear and stuff. So you wouldn't. <laughs> I any girl that would have talked to me, I, I would, have been, <laughs> would have been happy to talk to. You. But I, I think the reason that that uh, I'm not really nostalgic for uh, malls going away or you know what happened to um, what happened at Bellevue Square is like I don't even recognize that shit. That's yeah. not my childhood. Yeah. That is there's not like there's not like one thing left there. <laughs> That that uh, makes you oh yeah yeah oh yeah we used to go play Space Invaders at Moonbase Alpha right there no that that got crushed into the dust in like 1989 so um, it, there's nothing there I don't yeah. have any childhood me. memories of the mall because my mother hated to shop like she had a very limited mm -hmm. tolerance for how long she could be at J C Penney and then she would complain about how expensive jeans were and then we would leave um, she's right. <laughs> They were twenty dollars. Yeah. What do you expect? Um, and uh, but uh, I think all my mall nostalgia is—I wouldn't. It's not nostalgia. It's just fondness. I like malls now, and it might be because I was not allowed to go to them when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think they're they're kind of slowly going away. But I mean, you know, like the domain in Austin is a really really big 
mall area, but it's, you know, that now it has to be like multifunctional. It has to have like offices and also, you know, multifamily, um, apartments and, you know, sure. Events and all that they stuff. They have to convince people they want to live over in Abercrombie and Fitch. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's a dream, really. Can you imagine walking out onto your little balcony and just having the smell of Auntie Anne's waft up to you? <laughs> oh, I would be so down with having a balcony over the domain. I mean, Hillary, I love watching people at the, the domain. I love pulling in, into that handicapped spot and just, you know, Emily's going to go. <laughs> that is- Good go to Lositane and the yeah. Apple Store. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just watching people, and it's it's so great. I mean, yep. there's a lot of attractive women. There's a lot of interesting couples. <clears throat> you know, families you're wondering about. Uh, <laughs> who are these people? Where are they from? A lot of dogs to look um, to look at. Yep. Lots of yeah, animals, service animals. Uh, one day, one day, I, we pulled in there, and um, and Emily was. She she was taking a, a lot longer than she u- usually does. I mean, she clearly had some extra things to take care of, and um, so she she finally comes back. And I've been watching all the people, just watching them and watching them. And and it was not the usual domain crowd on this yeah. Saturday. I I'm not sure what was happening, but Emily got back in the car and and, and she goes. She goes, uh, so I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it took so long. And I said, no, no, it was really interesting because I think, um, I think there's a promotion going on today. And she goes, what's the promotion? And I said, I think it was rough customer appreciation day. <laughs> the domain. Uh-oh. There was a, there was a lot of rough trade out here today. Uh-oh. Well, but, uh, yeah, outdoor know. malls, that's everything yep. now. Mm-hmm. Everything, yes. no matter how inconvenient, Which, and the domain is fucking inconvenient. Oh, so we far. have them here. Well, I they have Crazy. them in Boston, and I'm like the only place that this is is like a normal and like it fits in perfectly is in Southern California. That's like the only place that yes. it works. Yep. Yes. Yeah, we can spread out. Yeah. <laughs> Barely rains. It's always you know 75 to 80 degrees. This is where it works. If I want to go to LL Bean, which I always do, I have to go to the outside mall. It's insane. In New England, those are the outlet malls, our mm-hmm. outside malls. And mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I always wait until the weather is bad because then there are less buses of Asian tourists overrunning the place. Right. Um, and it's not, the Asian part's not my problem. It's purely the number of people that's my problem. Just yes. want to make that yeah. clear. Yeah, sure. Sure, Bobby. Uh, yeah. Whatever race really is. clear. Uh. <laughs> They're going to run all out of the size smalls. All the smalls. <laughs> God, I wish that was ever a problem for me. (laughs) Those damn Asians, they got in there before me and I couldn't get any of them. I got all my clothes. Yeah, when the busload of Hawaiian guys shows up, I know I'm screwed. (laughs) The the Samoan contingent. Oh, God damn it. Damn it. Double Uh, X's, all gone. um, All right. Well, RIP Mall, RIP Northgate. Um, all right, in the the news you can use. Oh, I'm sorry, news you can use. <laughs> um, where I feel like this is the most commented on and the most I don't know discussed uh, part of TBTL this week. Then Luke decided to talk about Mike Posner, you know, doing this trek across America where he was going to write a new song for every state that he went to, and he got bit by a rattlesnake, and so then had to kind of like stop 
doing his journey, um, which I was listening to another podcast and they said he got more, you know, he definitely got way more press by this. Like we didn't, we didn't even know he was going on this, but now that he got bit by a rattlesnake, it's like, Oh, everybody's sort of paying attention, you know, to this journey. But, um, cause something interesting finally happened. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, whatever, I not, I, I I've heard that one song of his, so I'm not like the super fan or anything, but whatever. I mean, I don't, I'm not offended by this journey. Fine. You know, get some press, do what you want to do. It was very surprising at how annoyed Andrew was like really, really annoyed by it. Having no self-awareness of that's kind Mm -hmm. of exactly what you guys did, except less because you didn't actually do anything. You didn't record anybody. You just drove in a car North in Australia um, and didn't get bit by anything. <laughs> I know. Um, so a bunch ta- of dumb flies. Yeah, exactly. But like, we didn't hear about, we just heard about it, you know, 16 hours later. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Um, so we have um, two throw your phones about it. The first one um, is from listener Justina. She said, wow, listening to the guys talking about going on adventures to raise money slash awareness was really hard. Andrew's attitude was terrible. And then bringing up Australia was insult to injury. Luke couldn't get past his show-off demon to understand why else someone would do such a thing. I had a glimmer of hope when they talked about a person they met while hitchhiking and how interesting that was, but they did not ultimately realize that they should do more of that. Basically, they were so self-unaware, it was painful to listen to. I agree, Justina. Um, And then listener Shannon said, hey, LRB. Standing ovation. LRB. I know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Shannon said, And that means a lot coming from Mike, because, like, there's a lot of work involved. (laughs) Takes yeah. him like a half an hour. So about an 32 honor. minutes, you just got... a bottle of lotion. And hand and... Lacetane, preferably. Um, listener Shannon says, hey, LRB gang, loved your last show. Thanks. Um, I have a segment suggestion for this week's recap, maybe be titled People in Glass Houses, and you could address Andrew's critique of people who walk or drive across countries for no apparent reason, and Luke's hot take on old guys on Harleys. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, the <laughs> hugging the phone tip, I was getting some great laughs from Luke's exploration of ways to employ the Walsham scream in film and TV. Thanks to Mike F for that. So a little uh, positive on your negative. But yeah, so I, it was sort of like, it was just, I thought Luke actually had a little bit of like, no, but we kind of did the same thing. But Andrew was just so pissed about it. And I don't know. I mean, Quan is paid for this. It's not affecting you at all. And you did the exact same thing to raise money from listeners. And you didn't really even give them anything. You didn't give them a song. You gave them a show, I guess, a shitty show at the end of it. But that's it. You didn't even get bit by a rattlesnake. Come on. Come on. I have a little bit of, of this um, going on too, though, uh, that, that Walsh has here. And I think it is like, it's look at me culture. And, and he's, he, he's, he's bringing it into this, um, to the fact that like, y'all remember when Jeremy did a GoFundMe and then people like sent money so that Emily and I could make our way through our tough times or whatever, you know? It was, you know, it was touching and it was, it was legit and it was mobilizing, um, people, but had it been me that, you know, initiated it and, and now, and then maybe I incorporated some, I'm going to 
limp across Kyle or something. <laughs> um, God. There's just no. something, you know, I, I, I guess I'm just identifying a little bit. Because, I... like, the, like uh, people, when, when it's your birthday, Facebook says, hey, do you want, you know, mm-hmm. people to give money to a cause for you or whatever? And I, I don't fault anyone for clicking yes and saying, please give money to this cause, whether it raises a dollar or $15,000, depending on how many friends you have and how much money they have and how much they care about the cause. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to become more fine with people just clicking yes to slacktivism and yeah. these type of yeah. things. I hate to use that term, but I mean, it's a thing. It doesn't cost you anything to ask for money to go to, you know, rabbit rescue on your birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but, it, but there is still, there's some remnant in me of like, like, really? I mean, do you just want to appear on somebody's timeline? See, like, I think that... Because that's what's going to happen. I think that being annoyed at people showing off or whatever is a totally fine, um, or self-promoting is a totally fine critique. But Andrew did the exact same thing. He did the same thing. So that's why I was annoyed. Like, it's fine to be annoyed by it, but like, glass houses, man. Like, and they didn't even do anything. A, I think it's our fundamental conflict, yeah. isn't it, Hillary? Yeah. I I, I don't like uh, self-promotion, and you're all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm really not. It's more just that I I get annoyed that... Sorry, birthday promotion, <laughs> yes. and, I, and I'm anti-birthday promotion. I just get annoyed when Andrew and Luke has, have limited self-awareness. I don't really care if they yes, do. It just yes. is the lack of self-awareness of, like, them doing stuff, but actually not even at the end of the day, like, giving anything, more just, like, trying to get money for their stuff. I don't know. And I just, I thought well, that Australia thought shows were... some some defense uh, for of, sure. of, of Andrew. For sure. You know, because there is some defense yeah. there. It's not great, but... <laughs> But but I do see I do see why he feels the way he feels, and I think I think because of the nature of our program, we should uh, defend. You know, when we feel <laughs> when we feel a defense coming on, we should express it for sure. For sure, I hear you. I just thought yeah, that, we don't uh, do that enough, Aus- do we? Australia the Australian shows were so annoying to me that it like they it, were terrible. It annoyed me. Yeah. Yeah. So it crushes I, me that they think that those were great. Yeah, that's yeah, Andrew like, said sometime so this week odd. that he thought they were better than their their usual shows, and I was like, Oh, oh no, baby, they no, were zero. No, baby. They weren't distinguishable, and they were worse somehow. Yeah, because they were just in a car driving. Because they were somewhere interesting and doing nothing interesting. Yeah, not talking to the Madonna guy. I'm still upset about that. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. Uh, can I take a tangent while we're talking about their fundraising trips? Because I meant to put this on the run sheet and I didn't. And this won't interest really anyone, but I do want to thank a couple of people who help with it. Um, uh, when they went on the RV road trip to Austin and they talked about it this week, their little magical moment where they were sitting outside and listening to the Mariners lose. And Mike Zanino came up with two outs in the bottom of the ninth and hit a, a two run dinger to win the game for the Mariners. And they get all romantic about that because it never, ever happens. Um, I was curious if it ever happens, <laughs> like if it ever really happens. And it was an ideal question for the the hosts of the podcast, Effectively Wild, which is a baseball analytics podcast that I listen to. And I know Mike has dipped in on, in on it, and we've both read a book by a couple of the co-hosts. So um, this is... If you're looking for a good podcast about baseball, even if you know nothing about analytics, just listening to smart people talk about something they care about, 
Um, the hosts are Ben Lindbergh, Sam Miller, and Meg Rowley from, uh, she, the latter is the editor from Fangraphs. Um, Sam Miller, I wrote to them through Patreon and I was like, Hey, so this scenario, how often does this actually happen? Somebody hits a home run with a multi-run home run to win a game when they were behind with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And Sam Miller got right back to me and he says this season that's only happened eight times and one was an extra innings. So seven times this season in the bottom of the ninth with two outs with multi runs. So not just tying it up and then winning or, you know, that happens more often, but uh, 1,851 games have been played this season as of right now. Cause I just went and checked. And so that means that this happens at the clip this season once every 264 games or wow. 0.38% of games. So I will give Luke and Andrew some credit, not for producing good radio, uh, but for cherishing that particular moment of baseball radio uh, love as being a rare feat, because it was indeed a rare feat. Perhaps even rarer that Mike Zanino is the one who pulled it off. I know that doesn't mean anything to most of you, maybe to Mike. No. My, mics are clutch. All mics are clutch. <laughs> It's true. But anyway, I just, I didn't want to forget to do it because uh, thank you to Sam over at Effectively Wild for giving us that. And by the way, the degrees of separation there are Pesca used to do hang up and listen and he would bring on the guys from Effectively Wild as guests. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I got from us to Pesca to them. (laughs) And end of commercial. All right. Also the greatest podcast name uh, of all time. I love Effectively Wild. Yeah, it's yeah a, and it's, it's really a great show. And as I mentioned to you guys, I mean, we are lucky that we have multiple statisticians on our podcast, and they happen to both be lady statisticians. Um, but they, they have a female lady womanly co-host <laughs> talking about womanly. baseball analytics. <laughs> what a world. Middle-aged womanly Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Great. No, is that good. when you're when you're not you haven't had a child? You're, you're right. just a woman. <laughs> Something like that. Um, okay, well that's good. I'm I'm happy for them. I'm happy they were correct. Um now let's move on to the I well, see I wish Anne was on this because they have the Minnesota drive through law that it was they talked about for a little bit how they're not gonna build any new drive throughs. Because uh, I guess the the regulations and the building and construction, all that is a, it's a little bit too much to bear, and it's a lot of it. It's I think it takes up too much land area. There's just so much more that goes into it. But I don't know. I mean, drive-throughs are kind of ugly. But man, when I had a baby, uh, drive-throughs like saved me because I didn't have to get out of the car. And drive-throughs in places that aren't like McDonald's saved me. Like there's a juice land here and there's a drive-through and I was like, Oh, thank God I can like actually get something that's not like crap and, and not have to like get my baby out. I mean, I know that it not shouldn't be done for everybody, but I think that it, it is, you know, uh, helpful for people who are have limited mobility or just like limited access to being able to get hey, out of the car. Look who you're talking to. I know. To. I mean, I I experienced like three to four years where my mobility was very limited and and I was used to doing a lot of the chores and errands, you mm-hmm. know, in mm-hmm. my house and and uh, you know anything that offered a drive through was super welcome yes. to me. 
uh, when when HEB started offering oh, curbside service. Dream. You know? That mm-hmm. was awesome. We probably ate more fast food than we should have because yeah. I could do that, and it was it was really hard for me to to um, cook in the kitchen with my arms above my head, you know. Yeah. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Um, I remember so, a particularly you know, celebratory trip to Arby's that you took when you first started driving again. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was able it's to get in my car and. Yeah, right. That uh, that first beef and cheddar when you can finally, um, when you can finally get to the to the, you 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 finally go out the door through the multiple strange spider webs, Kyle, <laughs> and then make your way into your uh, Jetta that's a thousand degrees inside, um, which doesn't want to start up because you haven't been out there in a long time. <laughs> And you get to Arby's, and it's just yeah, it's triumphant. Uh, don't <laughs> underestimate the impact of a drive-through on uh, on another human. Yeah, yeah. I get be... the the safety argument that that yeah. people are distracted driving right around there, and pedestrians aren't safe. Um, but I also love a drive-through, so I'm not sure how I where I fall on this. No, for sure, and. <clears throat> You know, I I do. I also like a sorry Starbucks drive through because I can just zip on in. I don't have to go out and deal with it, and it's really really convenient. But I know. I mean, there's there's some not great things to do with it. And I'm sure it's sort of unsightly. And you know, Andrew always, you know, he doesn't like driving. They only own one car, and they like to walk around. It just is not. But that you know, a lot of cities, Austin included, is not. You know, it's a car culture, and it's going to take a long mm-hmm. time before things are transitioning to people not owning cars that's just people are married to it i'm sure detroit is no different obviously hello it's like oh are you kidding me i mean there's yeah. there's three three big reasons we don't have public transport in the city yeah yeah for sure um oh. you know the the auto companies aren't going to allow that um so we're not we're not very walkable at all um so i you know drive-thrus are are pretty important <laughs> necessary the problem with the starbucks drive through though is that it's really hard to rifle through the uh michael blue blaze cds <laughs> that's mostly why i go there <laughs> but man now that you could do mobile ordering and pick up your mobile oh, order in the drive through yeah. forget it i mean so goodbye great. i know yeah i'll take really one grande americano and one tony bennett lady gaga duet please <laughs> we can do that you probably could well john mayer on the side Mm-hmm. <laughs> um well so we'll see we'll see what happens um i feel like that's it's going to be a slow to catch on trend i thought we had lost mike again and then i realized he's just protesting the starbucks <laughs> fuck yeah yeah i know yeah. <sighs> whatever Soy latte is so good um and it's the best from there i don't know i don't know what to tell you i've had it other places it's just really good from there the soy latte is <laughs> Just, I don't hey, know. the flat white's amazing. I'm just not paying for it. Okay. Let's talk about this coyote rescuer because as like a noted weird animal hater, I mean, I love animals, but I don't get down with like a squirrel or, or anything like that. I am frightened of coyotes. There are coyotes around here and there were a lot of coyotes in Los Angeles, like a lot. Like when I would go to the gym early in the morning, you would just drive by. There were just coyotes in the yard and they're, I mean, I sort of feel sad because they mostly are kind of skinny, but they are scary and they will kill your animals they will kill um uh, what's her face olive like olive will die if there was a coyote in the yard um so it's just it's his 
animal empathy, while sweet and I know like well intentioned, I just I, I don't, I'm just scared of coyotes, so I didn't find it that the guy was funny, like he had a funny accent, but uh, I think it was more about him than the coyote. Yeah. I mean, this yes. is yeah. why we all know who he is, okay. right? Yes, um, yeah, and the Chicago accent is delightful to listen to. <laughs> it really is it really is it was like the chicago version of uh what was the marky mark uh uh when he was talking oh yeah yeah, yeah like say hello SNL. to your mother for me yeah. oh yeah <laughs> hey dog i like nobody talks to the chicken he's yeah. like hey hello, chicken sloth. what's up chicken <laughs> hey goat i like your beer but I, i'm listening <laughs> Listening to this this man talk about plants was fascinating. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, like his mix of profanity and eh, whatever the fuck, and then his extremely technical, detailed yeah. language yes. was just really fun to listen to. Yeah, I would love to put him in a room with Tuna Bro guy. <laughs> just, they can yeah. have an accent off, a regional Denny. accent off. Yeah. <laughs> talk about your purple balls, guys. I let, let, oh, I wanna, yes. Let's do fifteen minutes. How big are they? <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, okay. Ride or die. Uh, Luke and Andrew find out that they're, <laughs> the rider that Luke has been talking about this whole time is a tech rider, not a green. <laughs> rider. Oh, that's so bad. That was embarrassing to me. <sighs> I know. Yep. Yikes. Did, did, did they really think? I mean, they sent... did we dare to think? Uh. I don't know. Like, they're not paid performers for this thing, so I would just not assume that I had a rider, right? I mean, I, I might, I would either ignore the email or I would ask, do you mean, do I need a mic or? Clarification, yeah. Yeah. By yeah, rider. Okay. It was you, weird how they jumped on is it. Is this for the stage or the green room? Like, that would be an easy question to ask. Yeah, that's true. Also, they think they're getting yeah. a, their own dressing room because I really doubt it. I mean, yeah. yeah, come dressed. Who needs a dressing room even? Just, you know, just go splash some water on your face in the fucking bathroom. And it's a fucking it's podcast. It's not like they have for 40 outfit sake. changes like Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Andrew does not own nearly enough outfits. I mean, I don't own enough outfits to make that happen, but. <laughs> oh, these guys. Yeah, I thought the or the whole rider thing could have been fun while they, you know. If they'd have made it into a bit, yeah, and yeah. and like really worked on it and asked listeners for their riders and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like how dare you, you su- what's on... suggest audience interaction? <laughs> <laughs> they do, or even like Chris Hayes. What's in the Chris Hayes rider? You know, just like Ooh, yeah, Mein Kampf. Ask their famous friends. You know, what, yeah, probably. What does he uh, want? What does an intellectual put? <laughs> Oh, no, I was embarrassed I, for I them. Chris Hayes would just want to hold Jim in yeah. his dressing room, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Got to battle that Is he getting bot. jacked now? Yeah. yeah. He's all in on the exercise equipment. <laughs> Stop. Hi, I'm Chris Hayes. Do you not follow him on Instagram? It's daily black no. and white videos of him, like, yeah. lifting weights and... No, thanks. It's funny. <laughs> You're like, I'm it's, good. It's, normally, oh. it would annoy me, but it's funny. There's a lot of uh, middle age. What we decided the the childless or, or they're not the momish. Womanly, womanly, womanly. Uh, middle age. <laughs> a lot of middle age womanly types really going for that Instagram. It's uh, funny yeah. because I don't know if this is just like 
clothing labels have trained me that woman means fat. It totally, so, 100%. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, totally. I mean, dress barn for women is not, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't mean the other dress barns for men. It means the other dress barn, barn doesn't help. is low right. size. Yeah. Barn, barn part of it. Yeah, that's a bad been... look. Yeah, it's but like the, the woman this womanly section. thing doesn't strike me as as what you're exactly trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I knew I shouldn't have gone down to the pants silo. <laughs> <laughs> Twin silos. What's this place? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I'm sort of sad for them because I was excited for some miscellaneous. Uh, goods in the green room but of course andrew's involved it's like of course they don't get a rider like if it was just luke he would like probably demand it like oh no i need this Mm -hmm. this and this this is what i need to get on with the show um i think they should show up with their own they should just show up with a deli platter and some (laughs) tempo chico some jack jim beam or whatever was uh miller light Mm. Some topic and a popsicle <laughs> stick to help spread it. Um, and good news for Mike, um, our next section is called Dream Caught. And Andrew resisted talking about a dream that he had. And like Luke was prompting him to do it, and Andrew didn't do it. Were you happy, Mike? Your plan worked. It's a miracle. <laughs> yes. But yes. I'm going to tell you about a dream that I had last night. So sorry to break your heart. Of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. This is a dream that I have a lot. And it's, <clears throat> this is a very much a me dream. And I told Dave about it. And he was like, ugh, that's such a you dream. The dream is I'm, sh- I'm supposed to be going somewhere. Like, and I have to be there at a time. And I'm a pretty prompt person most of the time. And it was like, I have to be there at some time. But I have to like take care of all these things before I am done before I can leave to go get there and everything is getting in my way. Like I needed to get the kids put situated. I need, and, but I had to be somewhere at six or otherwise everybody's going to be mad at me. Like that's the, that is the crux. Everybody's going to be mad at me if I don't get there. And then I just woke up when I was in the car and it was like five fifty nine, and I knew I was 10 minutes away. And then I woke up and I was like, ah! and I realized it wasn't real. And it was, that's horrible. It's awful, but sometimes when you wake up from dreams like that, I keep trying to tell my kids, like, if you have a nightmare, it's terrible, but then you wake up and it's not real, which is almost better. And they were like, okay, that doesn't really make any sense, but okay. <laughs> um, but my heart was definitely, like, beating when I woke up this morning because I was just so stressed about the situation. It happens a lot. I have them on, like, like travel-oriented ones where I'm like, I need to get to a plane. Like, I need to make a plane, and I can't make it. Or, like... Somebody left their passport at home and I have to go back and get it. And it, I just like, I can't, something is stopping me from getting there. So I don't know what that means about my brain, but it means something. That's an anxiety dream. I mean, uh, yeah, yes. that's kind of what they yeah. were discussing about anxiety dreams, right? Like yes. there's always some dumb little detail that's keeping you from, that's messing everything up. Like I will yes. have those where, like they were saying, I can't find a pencil and everything rests yes. on me finding a pencil or I can't yes. say this word for some reason and it's ruining everything or whatever it is. Yes. And dreams like, are dumb. Pr- Dreams are dumb. Ugh, they're so dumb. Anyway, sorry. Dream court <laughs> over. <laughs> On to Don't Feed the Trolls. Luke <laughs> finds out that people, or at least one person with a hilarious name on Reddit, is shit-talking him. <laughs> and it's not even, as far as I know, any of us. Uh, where is this? I have the link back here. Yes. Was it? Man Boobs McTasty on Reddit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> is uh 
I have a similar like I I have been dipping my toe into Reddit because there's a podcast I listen to Blank Check which is really good but they're they're most active on Reddit so I've been kind of slowly dipping my toe into the Reddit pool but I'm scared of it like I I I I, I see what both of them are you know Andrew is a little bit more uh, active in it uh, and it's kind of fun to troll around, like to especially looking for the advice ones that uh, am I the asshole. That's a great mm-hmm. uh, subreddit. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it just scares me a little bit. Reddits are, I mean, it just totally depends on which ones you're going yeah. to, you know? Yeah. They can be terrible. They can be really interesting. Some of them, I, I mostly go to ones that I think are funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the cute ones. Like I put, I've put, um, I put Bear's baby picture on r slash aw aww which is all cute oh. animal pictures and oh. that got me a ton of likes like, so that was yes, really I'm validating sure. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah yes. he's cute you're like yes i want attention for my pet love him yes uh i've scrolled some other posts from man boobs mctasty <laughs> <laughs> and uh of course you have I, I just see he's also commented on some thread about gay people in Trader Joe's and says, oh, no. I think it's because Trader Joe's is popular in the urban areas where gays congregate. Oh, There's no. not a single Trader Joe's in the entire U.S. state of Montana. There are 31 Trader Joe's in the San Francisco Bay Area alone. How many gays I, are you there? You just can't in say tend to live. You, you have to say congregate. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, like they they live everywhere, all over the U.S., but they just congregate to shop at Trader, at Joe's. Trader Joe's in the Bay That's Area. weird. I've That's never thought of Trader Joe's as a particularly, I mean, I don't know. Are they especially gay at Trader Joe's? I don't think so. I don't think so either. There is a, there, it's like there's a lot of 54% Hawaiian... on the gay, yeah. know, the gay preference. Well, that's a comfortable yeah. proportion for me. Slightly gay. That's about the proportion of my parents who are gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Uh, proportion actual gays of an older generation <laughs> yeah. is about fifty four percent. Yeah, I get it. Math works. My two parents. <laughs> two. I can't. Biostats work out. Mm-hmm. Reddit is beyond me. Maybe someday I'll figure it out. I just hate the the way it looks, yeah. the way it feels. It's very like yeah. Craigslist-y, I, every time I dip in there, but... I'm like. I don't. Uh, where? What am I looking at? I'm like very old. Like it is very simple. Yep. You know, yeah. Th- they've never like reformatted for yeah. for a generation of people that that want, you know, uh, easy, easy to bite. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just it's not working for for us. Credit. <laughs> right. And this was uh, the old. This person who recently said on Reddit that Luke Burbank used to call in sick. Because his dad was the program director or something. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so weird. And this not really fact checked there, I don't think. No. No. Uh, he did call in sick though. In... Well, yeah, but <laughs> look, Kyra was perfectly capable of making terrible decisions without Luke having a an angle on the job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh KUW show with uh with Mike's old friend Bill Radke hosting, uh, was up in Bellingham and billed Luke as their top guest uh, for a live show. And the crowd, every time Luke would talk about how great Bellingham is, shushed him during the show recording. <laughs> so as, as to not let the world know that Bellingham is great. So maybe they're the ones doing the subduing. 
<laughs> Maybe they like the subdued part. Right? They it's a self-inflicted subdu-dument. It was getting too exciting. Keep right? spelling him subdued is a Dorks. new t-shirt. Oh, my God. Oh we my need God. to get on That's this. genius, yeah. Meredith. Keep spelling him subdued. <laughs> We need to that make these t-shirts sort of... now. That, now. Now it's turning in like threatening. It's like, it's like keep them subdued. <laughs> it's true. Right. Suppress the right. masses. <laughs> or the Bay City gets it. Well, as I mentioned to you guys, there's this new thing. So Oxford Pennant, which is a really cool hipster company in Buffalo that makes custom pennants and other things for people, embroidery and stuff like that. They're making t-shirts now that have keep Buffalo a secret written on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of the um, the Instagram people in Buffalo who think they're influencers have been seen wearing them around and posting pictures of them. Mm. Um, I feel like, like that was an Austin thing for a while, wasn't yeah. it? Like, I know there's sure the keep was. Austin weird, but like Ugh. maybe in the 90s, people were hoping to keep it a secret. Well, Seattle has been that way, like with people from California. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Ugh, it's exhausting. I hate in yep. uh, Austin, there's always this like, oh, 10 years ago, it was so much better. Or five years. Or, anybody who was here for like right. one second, they're like, it was so much better before. It's like, shut up. Cities change. That's what happens. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, right. I think that's it for this week, everybody. Final thoughts. <laughs> that's a good spoof. Slash, I can't believe you told that joke. We've we've put sons of arthritis in. <laughs> sort of our dad joke of the week. That's pretty good. <laughs> It was yeah, pretty it was good because it didn't come from the guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was a biker joke. Well, right? yep. <clears throat> speaking of jokes that didn't come from the guys, um, can can anyone tell me why we didn't hear the pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Oh, no. Why? Why? Because his pee was silent. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Mike. <laughs> Stepdad joke. Uh, <laughs> okay, one more. One more. And y'all might think you know this one, okay. so chime in. Okay. What do you do when Will Smith gets lost in the snow? <laughs> what? Um, what? I got nothing. Just go out and look for a fresh prince. <laughs> oh my god very good all right must listen this week <laughs> i put this the gist I, I put this because i feel like it will kind of carry on the birth of walsh Elm. it's a it's gonna be a trend like meredith said for yeah. at least six weeks yeah and that's the episode that also has um the mall talk on it which i thought yes you know and as we've been talking with phyllis and Remembering Northgate Mall, a lot of Luke's arsenal of stories, of Luke's ten or so stories, mm-hmm. at least four of them revolve around that mall in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I think it is a good touchstone for him and his life. Uh, as I noted in the chat, I think this is where he kited checks at Red Robin. Yeah, um, probably. You know, with Addie. Certainly. So there's all sorts of stuff. So I, I think I think Northgate Mall's lore has some room to grow as well in the TBTL universe. Yeah, and I I hope uh, hope that works out what is being suggested behind the scenes. But uh, for now, 
Housekeeping. Hello. Uh, buy stuff from us. Our merch is at littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, our archive project is ongoing. Is it? Um, <laughs> buy stuff from uh, Amazon uh, through our link at littleredbandwagon.com forward slash Amazon earbuds and earworms. One song to start the party this week. I wish we had forward promoted this yeah. because I think a lot of you would have had uh, had contributions here. Just anything by Cool and the Gang. Uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I'm sure I could come up with, with others. Yes. But yeah. Come on now. Yep. You want to get people on their feet? Let's go. Yeah. No, the that's genre it. that the Black Eyed Peas tried to hijack. <laughs> oh, yeah. One song to start the party. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I really need to think about that. There's so many that it, ugh, that's a good one. That's a really good topic. We should uh, yeah, we should do that on this show. Steal yeah. Amy's idea? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Invite her on. We'll talk about it. I like it. Let's yeah, we it. can invite her on. That doesn't oh. mean that Zencaster will work and <laughs> right. we'll actually make it. We on can we can seat her so she can watch us steal her idea. All right, get involved. And you'll shame at us. <laughs> uh, the website is littleredbandwagon.com. Um, use throwyourphone.com. Thank you guys, thanks, you guys, for um, contributing. It's awesome. Um, Facebook, join the Facebook group. Um, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo. It's lovely. Uh, I want to hear your voices. I'm going to, y'all keep, y'all do it. Nobody's done it, and I want y'all to do it. So get into it. Uh, fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. Um, and with that, Meredith, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. And by the way, we see you and we hear you, Kelly. We got your messages. They're just on the back burner for the end of the month. Nailed it. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steal, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black night. A clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets. Trying to consume some skirts for the E. So I could get some phones. Rolling in my ride. Chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC. On a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls. Ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked select on 21 and Lewis. Some brothers shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. I jumped out the ride and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some gas. So I said, I'm since these girls peeping me, I'm on glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to bigger, better things than some horny tricks. I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they taking more than 12. They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up and they all around. Can't none of them see him if they going straight down for pound. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down. They got guns to my head, I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly, let me contemplate. I glance in the cut and I see my homie. Sixteen in the clip and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Now they dropping and yelling. It's a tad bit late. Nate Dog and Warren G had to regulate.
mic at explode. Now I'm switching my mind back into freak mode. If you want skirt, sit back and observe. I just left a gang of those over there on the curb. Now they got the freaks, and that's a known fact. Before I got jacked, I was on the same track. Back up, back up, cause it's on N-A-T-E-N-E. The woman to the G. Just like I thought they were in the same spot in need of some desperate head. An egg dog and the G child were in need of something. Else. One of them names was sexy as hell. I said, Ooh, I like your size. She said, My chorus broke down and just sing real nice. Would you let me ride? I got a car full of girls and it's going real swell. The next stop is the east side. things cornhole 